0: Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast which we disassemble a film from the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute segments and then examine it in obsessive and occasionally hilarious detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco. Kyle. Yes.
1: I have such a great topic. You ready? Oh, good. Best cosplay toys ever. Oh, wow. What's your earliest... And, I, and I'm specifically talking about cosplay toys, like mm-hmm. you know, manufactured yes. by, a, by a by a real toy yes. company or whatever, and put out.
0: I think I know where you're going, and I think I have an answer.
1: Okay. Oh, <laughs> so obviously, child of the '70s. Yes. Here's the thing. Now I have the answer you think I'm going to have, but then I have the most ridiculous answer because I can't oh, be even gonna okay. tell you this. Well, of course, the, the 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 cosplay toy that everyone wanted was a lightsaber right oh sure and and at our shopping mall back in the late 70s early 80s yes there were the knockoff third party flashlights with the large <laughs> white you know plastic tube oh, they yes. had the little red or green or blue insert right in them and then you and, and what i remember is my brother and i had such great times running around our backyard pretending we were Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker and stuff
0: yeah
1: uh, kenner comes out with their own version which is the inflatable one mm-hmm. which was cool but also ridiculous yeah and it's yellow because a lot of them i think of the initial thing of those because of the weird coloring issue with the toys and stuff they had the yellow blade okay all that's great but that is not my most fondest cosplay toy okay of my childhood what it is is from another science fiction franchise that science fiction franchise is star trek and yes i had the infamous remco <gasps> star trek space fun helmet
0: <laughs> you had the spock helmet <laughs> <laughs> oh my god And i gotta tell you i mean you
1: look back at this i remember getting it and i remember just thinking well this is the coolest thing I ever had a big yeah. stupid red flashing light on top it had the visor yeah. you had stickers that you could put kirk or spock on it and i think maybe my dad i think even got like other stickers so we could like put our own names on it or whatever yeah it had a ridiculous sound and the whole story, go online if you want to know what we're oh, talking yeah. about.
0: Actually, I would recommend people go to Netflix if you have a description and watch the Toys That Made Us episode yes. about Star Trek because they go deep into why there was a helmet that was never used on screen and yet somehow was a, an official product from Star Trek. Why uh, and, was this and, like helmet with a siren thing? Why, was, why did it have Star Trek stuff on it?
1: God love the good people at Remco. Yeah. And, and, and capitalism, because
0: That's right. <laughs> there's money to be made. We need to make that money.
1: There's a whole story of that. Now, I also even had, because again, 70s, what, 79 is when the Star Trek The Motion Picture came out. Mm-hmm. I even had the phaser,
0: which oh, I yes. love
1: this because the phaser was this little plastic phaser, again, a flashlight. And it came with these little uh, disks that if you yeah. put them on, you could project like the Starship Enterprise, the silhouette of it on your walls. I love that stuff so much.
0: I, it so I see much. I never got any of that stuff but mine is also Star Trek because for me it was in the 90s when Playmates toys put out stuff I yes. bought all of the ones they did there so I remember the very first time I got my own tricorder yes oh, so excited yes! about that because it, it opened up just like it did on the show it had lights and sounds it did all the stuff and then later on they they did a medical tricorder which yes. had the little thing that Dr. Crusher used to use to scan oh yeah yes. I got that. and then from then I bought everything that all the Palisades Prop type toys that it is. So every phaser, I have a Bajoran phaser, I have a Klingon disruptor, I have everything that they put out. I got all of those. I'm so excited about those. And I, I, you and I share a love of having replicas of the things that people used in the show. How and what a what a golden age we live in today.
1: Yes. Because not only do you have, like, I mean, you know, from uh, Icons, which was the original licensee of yep. prop replicas from Star Wars and then Master Replicas. And mm-hmm. then, of course, Hasbro now is doing it. You got that stuff. You got the Marvel Legends series. I mean, you can yep. get the Gauntlet, and you can do, you can get all this crazy stuff. Yep.
0: I have uh, I have Mjolnir sitting. It's just out of reach. Yeah, trying for it to come to my hand, and it won't. Uh, I'd say one of the, some of the weird stuff that I have picked up over the years. I have um, Davy Jones key from uh, uh. Pirates of the Caribbean. Like it's actually that's on a leather strap. It's a metal key. Like it has the thing on there. Uh, and I also, and, and speaking of keys, I have One Eyed Willie's key. From the Gagoonies. the actual oh. key that he puts in and then has to turn and makes the floor drop away like that. I have that as well. It's also a metal. I think Mezco is the one that put that one out. I have, a, I have a treasure box full of these kind of things. I love those things. That's I, I, I unfortunately am not in a tax bracket to get all the master replica stuff. There, so my always like I always wait for them to do like the just entry level ones. Like I can't I can't afford all the super nice lightsabers. I'm like, can you have one at like you know around like forty bucks? That I need? have
1: splurged on one. of <laughs> Elite, I think one or two elite sabers, and then that's it. And then I had to like, okay, okay. yeah, my
0: yeah. life's not gonna,
1: that's not gonna yeah, work. exactly.
0: And there's only so much, only so much room. No, uh, though I do have a, a, a Ghostbusters um, proton throw. Oh, so. you
1: have the newer proton. I, I do. have the, I have the older Maddie collector yeah. one. No, oh, that's amazing. That stuff yeah. is awesome. Yeah, oh, you there's could,
0: not, a, there's not a lot of Marvel. I know that people are like, this is a Marvel podcast. There hey, are, a, I mean, uh, Marvel Legends does put out. So I do have, I do have that. I don't have a lot of other ones. I do because it's like I, there's only so many helmets you can have. Oh. Right, exactly, and especially because right. uh, I, you and I are both uh, men of, of large domes. Yeah, uh, yeah. so, <laughs> a lot of helmets. Like I know, you, and not necessarily that you need to be walking around your house in the no. helmet, but well. uh, you know, it's like you want to be able to put the helmet on your head, right? Yeah, you know? I can't. I, mean, I can't uh, do that. And you were kind enough uh, for one Christmas. You got me an X-wing helmet. Uh, yes, know, like like Luke Skywalker's hel- uh, helmet for the X-wing, and it fits. It's great. So Wait, like, it fits you. I mean. it you fit to take
1: the. Do you have to take the padding out? I, or I, no? had, to, I had to take some yeah, of the padding guess, out. Yes. Yeah, I but
0: I actually can put it on my head and it sits like it's supposed to on a helmet. As well, Red Five standing show. by. Right, Jack. Exactly. Oh, some stuff also. is so great. so good. <laughs> I know. I, and so, but sometimes when they put something out like that, it kind of I I really have a hard time like not adding to cart.
1: <laughs> yeah, no kidding
0: like i would love to have the captain america shield but i was like it was like my wife's like no <laughs> i'm like there's an open space in my office like right there there's a big though. i can just hang it on it no it's like all right fine. she let me i i managed to talk her into me but i couldn't talk her into the captain america shield
1: well okay so now okay we could we could go on and on why do i why do i bring up like actual toy cosplay materials this might be the first is this the first scene of where an actual Toy cosplay item is in the movie.
0: Yes. I believe in uh, at least in the MCU, yeah. That an actual like toy from based on the movie is actually in the movie that it was based on. That's a that's shameless. Some weird ins- and yeah, <laughs> some some marketing inception stuff here as we Come hit minute on. one hundred. It's our centennial, Rob. Minute one hundred. We've done a hundred episodes of this, and we're still talking about Iron Man. Uh, here we are at the minute one hundred of Iron Man two from two thousand and ten, directed by Mister John Favreau. Uh, and so we are in the middle of an action sequence. Well, actually, I take it back. We're in the middle of a negotiation about yeah. who's driving. <laughs> because uh, Natasha needs to get to Hammer headquarters to stop Ivan. So she has not explained this at all. She's trying to get happy to do it. She said, you want me to drive? And now we have his answer here at the start of at Minute 100. No, I'm driving. Get in the car. I just love how it instantly goes from, I'm not taking you anywhere. Fine, you want me to drive? No, I'm driving. Get in the car. Like, oh, well, you, you do have one job, Happy. Can it's, I tell you something? It's what's to drive.
1: Well, no. Well, okay. But he actually has a second job. And I this moment again again, seeing this for like the fourth or fifth time in in detail. You know who should be really upset about this moment? Who?
0: Pepper. <laughs> oh, yeah, because she got her... abandoned by her her two closest... Uh,
1: uh, well, I mean, no, let's think about this. Okay, one of Happy's main jobs is to take yes. care of Pepper, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes, he does not work for Natasha. Wait, oh, uh,
1: Natasha comes up, and Natasha's just like, all right, we're going. You're taking me here. No, I'm not. All right, I'll take the car. Oh, no, 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 no I'll drive you. Well, what about Pepper?
0: Yeah, dude, you just bailed. Yeah. Like you, that's you're it. Seeing the, you're seeing the same stuff, right? Happy, like you're seeing the drones. You're seeing Iron Man is flying around. Stuff's you're seeing the Machine. Oh my God! I just
1: and and maybe that's a little foreshadowing because you know Happy's just like well, I like Natasha so, <laughs> or Natalie. He thinks Natalie. I mean, it's so. I mean, it's. I mean, this moment where you just it has to happen. Yeah. because it sets up stuff later on. Right, Right. But it's hilarious when you think about the implications. Like, yeah. oh yeah, Pepper. Yeah. She, she <laughs> probably, probably didn't make it. She probably.
0: I mean, you know, it. she's you know she's in with Justin Hammer and two other Hammer employees, and all by herself, Jeez. and there's robots or something. But she'll be fine. Oh, she'll be fine. Uh, yeah. So, so I have a, a transcript of the movie. That's where I can actually I, I pulled all the stuff they've gone through, and it's 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 pretty accurate. Like every once in a while they'll they'll mess up a line or or a, or a word or something like that. But for this minute. Uh, it says lots of shooting drones and people screaming. <laughs> well, that—that's <laughs> the entire synopsis of the transcript. Super accurate. Super accurate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we, we, we're gonna have to try and like uh, dig deep to get into like a uh, shot by shot as it goes along here because it's a lot of action uh, here in uh, minute hundred and that's the last dialogue. Like no, <laughs> the, we don't really oh, yeah. have, No one says anything for the rest of the minute. Um, so uh, let's see. Well, let's, let's talk about the army drones. So we've we've had we've seen the air force drones are in the sky chasing Tony uh, along with War Machine. Uh, we've seen the Navy drones have come out and now they're they're doing the only thing they were they're shooting missiles, but now they're also shooting indiscriminately. So we actually have the Navy drones are shooting missiles just out into the world. And then we were talking about in the last one we have that. Top-down RTS map, and we can see right. Ivan sort of deploying his units in different places to cause maximum chaos. Um, and so we have the army drones are now finally going to do something. So the army drones come stomping out of there, uh, and then they they do this thing. They get to the stairs, and they do this really cool thing where they put their feet down and they lock themselves into place. They like they basically mount themselves to the stairs. They show it like three times because they're like this is freaking cool. You're gonna want to see this, and, it, and they're like yeah, I, I do want to see that. Thank you. It is such an awesome detail. We've
1: talked about this when they were introduced, that they are equipped, each one of these drones is equipped with foot-mounted anchor spikes. Yeah. And and this is just for the Army drones. And mainly it's because, why? Because they're equipped with a shoulder-mounted tank gun. The tank gun is massive. It has huge kickback. You can't fire it without being secured to the ground. So there's there's a whole science and there's a whole reason in terms of these are designed like that. But when it zooms in on that first foot and it comes down... Um, to the ground what a what a masterfully rendered piece of mechanics
0: yeah yeah you never have a doubt that that's a real piece of metal on a real piece of stone but okay the way you see
1: what so you see the, the foot come down yep you see that there is like on the sides of the of the like sort of the ankle like these are almost like high tops like right imagine like yeah. the sides of your high mm-hmm. tops you see for a brief second the anchor spike deploy out of this hole on the sides of them. And if you know what anchor spikes are, I mean, actually people who would be very familiar with this or be professional photographers. If you have a really high end tripod, Most of these high-end tripods have anchor spikes that you can attach to the bottom of the feet, so that if you're in a place like a a lot of grass or under different conditions, you can put your tripod. It's exactly the same kind of concept. So it isn't just uh, you know surface area. The surface area actually is equipped with some spikes that actually dig in, like cleats do on a on a you know a a football player or other soccer player on their their shoes. So you see those come out, and then the bed even that's cool enough. You see them lift up their heel, because now they're going to use the force of their heel to implant as these side plates deploy. And when it does that, you can actually see that the mechanics, there's multiple pieces to the heel. It actually functions like a real foot.
0: Mm -hmm. And all of that detail, I mean...
1: Yeah, I love
0: this! <laughs> yeah, they really went out of their way with the design on this. Like, they really thought this through about how this thing would actually work in the real world. Now, uh, there's there's some other things about, like, where where is the ammo that's going into yeah, these things. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, they but you can tell they put a lot of work into this. Design. And you see all of them do that, like, this is where we're going to be, and then they start aiming, essentially. So they, they see, like, this is coming in. And apparently they don't have any uh, thing about friendly fire, because <laughs> they just no. start, like, you know, firing up into there, like, probably um, probably airburst, that, like, they right. get to a certain height and then explode. Uh, so they're going up there, and they end up taking out one of their own drones. So we see it go, and we see it magically, fantastically dodge every single person in that crowd as it crashes to the ground. It's amazing how that happened, Rob.
1: Do you now... Okay. Couple things to say about this, one beautifully rendered. And when we yeah. get this whole this whole sequence, they're doing that because they can't show. I, I I find this so interesting about this entire sequence in that they're implying incredible carnage and incredible death. And in this moment, they're not going to show it because then it doesn't. It's no longer a PG or PG thirteen movie. Then I would assume, right? Because this this right. would be massive carnage. It it does though. I think it's almost like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. That yeah, we're showing you this because we have to limit it. But this shows you the craziness that is actually happening on the ground like I I, right. I I just think that there is a there's a duality to doing this. It isn't just to show it, it isn't just to motivate Ivan to step it up because as what we see is as soon as this is done, we switch to the screen and Ivan's in Ivan's master command center and and one of the deploy uh switches goes to offline. He knows that one of those have been destroyed, and now he's got to get intense and and change his his strategy. This is all part of the telling of the story. But I also think it is—it is just to show you that yet real people's lives are in danger here, and it's and it's pretty serious.
0: Yeah, we it is rated PG thirteen for some intense sequences of sci fi action and violence, which is right here. This is the intense sequence of sci fi action and brief suggestive content, which we'll find well, out about in well, coming minutes. Yeah, that'll be well. We've That's, had a not bit of of it. That's not in well, this minutes. Well, we have
1: we have had it in the past, but we will definitely have it in the next minute. Yeah, yeah. what's not on that list is dismemberment. True. Which is why. Which which will be
0: a major problem in phase two. Wow. Yeah. But here we go. We're still in phase one. So the drones that aren't actively trying to blow up iron man their job is cause chaos like they're out there in the, like they're tromping through the crowd and people are running and screaming and uh panicking all over the place and uh then we, we get to see like the crowd, and then the crowd sort of like moves off and parts well wait
1: wait before you say that just make yeah. sure that we know we know that ivan's gotten serious in
0: this, because he's taken off his glasses. Oh, now now we know it's on. This is like so in, over the top when Sly Stallone turns his hat around backwards. It's like a switch. Going out there. Glasses so, come off. Now we're getting serious.
1: We do have this moment, actually two moments. One, he takes the glasses off, He gets and we have these couple of shots of him really getting intense. And then I really do love, I do think this is a little homage, because it's nicely rendered. We see another overhead graphic that he's playing, and it literally looks like he's playing Missile Command.
0: You know <laughs> yeah, true. Command is. yeah actually actually they say that in the commentary oh good. Specifically, okay, good. he specifically mentions missile command as being uh like a, as a as a uh, i think he was he was also noticing the same thing he didn't actually say i was doing an homage to the missile command he was like it kind of looks like missile command
1: oh it no the person who did it that's what it is missile yeah. command is a 1980 arcade game developed by and published by atari um It's, it's just made me laugh. I love it. I saw that and I went, oh, very nice. Nicely done.
0: So, so now uh, we, we, yeah, so we got the, the crowd. Right, the, crowd the is, Navy, they're running, they're panicking, right. they're screaming. And
1: we the, have, the Navy and, drones show back up, they yeah. launch a couple more guided missiles to cause more mayhem.
0: Yep, they're, and they're now we got wrecking about. buildings, we're seeing the things falling down, glasses breaking. Uh, and then we have one Army drone who apparently has kind of gone rogue. Like, you're supposed to be on the stairs shooting up yeah. in the sky, but this guy is just, like, wandering through the crowd. Like, where are the stairs? I can't find the stairs. Uh, so the people are running away from it, all except for one man. Yes. One man stands alone against these, like, I will not yield to this robot. I will not run from him. I will stop him because I am Iron Man. I am also nine. Uh, So as the crowd goes away, there's a basically like like a nine-year-old kid uh, staying there kind of doing a little bit of cosplay because he's wearing an Iron Man helmet. But it's not just any Iron Man helmet. It's actually the Hasbro Iron Man helmet that they put out from the movie. Like it's, it's it's not a prop. This is actually something that was probably bought off the shelf at Toys R Us. Yeah. And they actually brought it back out for Iron Man 2. <laughs> Like to sell, so like so, this is the actual one. So it actually has like lights and sounds, like it actually like lights up. It it opens, so like if you press the button on the side, the whole faceplate would come up and stuff too. Like this is an actual real item you could purchase, and you and we we did some digging. You actually stand still, purchase this, but of course now it is a collector's item. So if you want to get this cheap plastic Iron Man helmet, you can for about two hundred fifty bucks. Now that's Amazon price. You that's might be Amazon able to find something price. different yeah. on eBay. Well, but I mean- yeah, exactly. you have to. You pay your money. You take your chances on eBay. Right. Um, but uh, they, they, if you are in the market for it, you know, there are much better ones you can get for oh, cheaper yeah. than that. Even though it doesn't look like the one that was used on screen, but it does. And this is from two prop nerds. Right. I mean, but this is just so neat to see an actual toy.
1: I mean, something you could have actually bought. Used in the movie, and not and there's always these stories about special effects being done in like Star Trek and Star Wars franchises where they oh, took yes. they kit bashed off the oh, shelf yeah. models. But this is kind of funny in that no, you could buy the thing that you see in the movie and then use it like they're using it in the movie. Like yeah. that's kind of cool. Yeah. I that's a Man. I got a big kick out of that.
0: So this this one kid basically is still standing there as everybody else runs away as this drone sort of like looks at him like. Why aren't you running away? <laughs> and so he holds his hand up, and he actually has a like a glowing repulsor thing. Now this is something I, I don't remember ever seeing actually in toy stores. Like I actually have a a hand thing that glow. There was like missile launchers that they would have and stuff too, but I don't remember them actually having a palm light that would glow. Did was there an actual? There toy actually out?
1: are a few, and I know one of them was licensed, and I, it's similar to what this kid is looking at because it looks like a like a, a cheap glove that where the tips of the fingers are cut off. Oh, okay. Uh some of like the Party City, if you're familiar with that chain, and they're the united states yeah. they they sold like the cheap like costume accessories uh, right and so, that was something with like a little tap light and stuff that was sewn in or attached in, into the
0: inside of the glove so that was they would, this would have been a metal guy gauntlet <laughs> <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> oh my god an I anthony
0: serious was... cosplay <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have the licensing uh-huh. you, just you gotta together, do what you gotta fun. do, you do fun, yeah So he is uh, standing off against this drone, and so the drone uh, drops his howitzer—I mean, like that, his His cannon—down, which, yeah, which seems like. It's gonna be really bad for him too, because like you're gonna get knocked off your feet, drone. Well, you like, haven't, yeah, you got haven't planted. Issues. You gotta use your plant yeah. spikes. You gotta yeah. to, gotta to attach yourself right. to the you're ground. Gonna, you're gonna bit you're gonna knock yourself on your on your robotic keister. <laughs> uh, but he lines up shot. And we see most of this in his in his grainy vision. So I we don't I'm not sure if we're meant to think this is what Ivan is seeing, or this is just like the drone running through his program because it's like you know, obviously. He uses crappy hammer optics. So right. it looks crappy on the on the screen and stuff too. Uh, but he holds he's holding his hand up like he's gonna do something. The robot's about to the drone is about to destroy him and Iron Man shows up, so like apparently, in the midst, he's he's a master multitasker. So in addition to running around and stuff, he like looked down and went, "Oh, hey, I should probably do something about that," and drops down right behind the kid, uh, and then raises his own blaster. Uh, and it, it, does he destroy him in this minute, or is that no? Going he, to the, he raises he his own raises blaster, and that's it. And
1: that's where the minute ends. And that's where the minute ends. Yeah, I gotta tell you how much appreciation, more appreciation, I have for the scene because obviously we're gonna talk about the kid and stuff. Yeah, but. of course two things that have blown my mind number one when you see the drone's view yeah. you actually see on the right as he's coming into focus with the kid the software and this proves that it's ai it's showing an image of the iron man helmet and it's kind of blinking on mm. the right showing that hey this matches up We this we think this is iron man now the software is Shall we just say crap? Because yeah. it can't see that this you're is saying that. I'm saying, yeah, that's probably what I'm saying. Okay, so that's the first thing. I've not really ever noticed that. I mean, because again, you're focused on this kid, and it's just cool to see this little kid, right? Yeah. Here's the part I've never noticed that I think is incredible. Go back to where the the drone first sees the kid, and as soon as it cuts to the shot behind the kid, so it's an up lower shot, right? You see this wall with all of these like color boxes on it. But if you look up in the sky, there's Tony, you see him flying just, this is before the guys even targeted the kid and you actually see him change course because he's seen what's happening. Nice. Such a great detail that I mean, again, I'm just, cause there's so many focused on so many different things. I have never noticed the course correction change. (laughs) So you see that he sees what's happening and he's like, oh, wait, I got a break. Yeah, I'm getting chased, but I don't care. We got to, I got to take care of this kid. And then that's when you go back to the CCT view. And now when it goes back to where the, when the the tank gun is put into play, you can see Tony flying in for the landing. And again, because it happens so fast, you don't see it. Honestly, I would recommend if you want to go back and check the scene, slow it down and look at it frame by frame these are the kind of things that make me so happy. One, not just happy because of these movies. Happy to look at it in this detail because this is the kind of stuff that somebody animated
0: that, let me just say, whoever you are, props. <laughs> yeah, and who knows with all the different special effects houses, I'm not sure which one right. actually was. Um, but, uh, so, the 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 actor... Uh, we have here. Uh, has a very close connection to the uh, director because that's Max Favreau. That's John Favreau's son. Hey, yeah, remember, remember? we saw Max Miliano in the when we were b- over in the the racing. Yes, that was, yes. This is named for him. So this is actually Max Favreau. He was, I believe, he was nine at the time. Uh, so he has been has done several cameos, but this is probably the most famous. So, Wait. but w- so he is
1: playing. Someone he's just playing kid in the crowd.
0: Yeah, so then let's talk about that. Let's talk about the the lore that has developed here. So around about the time that uh, Captain America: Civil War came out, I know we're flashing forward to the future somewhere. Sure. Uh, Andy Nelson is screaming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Andy. <laughs> Love you, Andy. Um, so uh, it, the the people started saying that you know Spider Man shows up in Captain America: Civil War. I know uh, someone is now gasped like, "How dare you say something?" Yes, it's true. I, I, I spoiled the movie from the far future and the past at the same time. Uh, and so people were saying, like, hey, you know, if he's a teenager at this point, he shows up in the timeline, then he would have been young. He could have gone to Stark Expo. And so P- there a fan theory started developing online saying that this kid is, in fact, Peter Parker. The timeline's up, and so someone went, to, you know, when John, when uh, Kevin Feige was doing press for some of the stuff, and they said, "Hey, what do you think about that?" And he said, "Sure, why not?" <laughs> so essentially, you know, if you if you trust Kevin Feige as arbiter of all things continuity, then he has deigned this theory to be true. He's basically given his version of the no prize and said, "Sure, confirmed Recon- away,
1: confirmed." <laughs>
0: Yeah. (laughs) So there is a a sort of a a fan, a fun fan thing that says that this is actually a young Peter Parker uh, who meets Iron Man for the first time. And then obviously they have a very close relationship in the future.
1: Now, can I tell you this? Okay. So first of all, I think that's neat. I mean, yeah, and, and that's perfectly it's, fine, it's right? Fine. Yeah, it's just it's, sure.
0: it's a cute, fun little you know fun fun thing between fans.
1: Sure. I mean, and you know, Boo ends up being the Bonnie, right? Like, <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. If any of you know about the old Pixar, the, the there's a been a fan theory about that for many years. Here's the thing: when did this ha- do we know when this happened? When did Kevin Feige give this answer? Uh, I don't think
0: we actually do know that. Let me see if I can, I can
1: find And water. here's, here's where I'm going with this. Wouldn't it have been amazing if they would have put this, the mask under Peter's bed nah. when, he's getting, <laughs> when he's getting ready to go to far from, you know, when he's getting ready to go on the trip. And as he's packing, he pulls something out and there's the mask and he looks at the mask and it makes him, it makes him tear up because he remembers that I actually met Tony when I was a little kid. Blah blah blah. That should happen. Put that scene in there. Nah.
0: Okay. Well, you know, as I'm doing some some quick research uh, as we're here, um, I threw you for a loop on that. you did a little bit because I, I didn't expect that. So I, I did. It. it turns out it wasn't Kevin Feige that did oh, it. Oh, oh, it was Tom Holland who said it. Tom Holland. Tom. Wait, Tom Holland. What? Yeah. So Tom Holland during during like the press for uh, for Spider-Man Homecoming. You know somebody goes, and, and he said, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> so it was him that actually did. So I actually can't you, find any you quote from Kevin can't. Feige doing it. So, but
1: wait, wait, you can't trust what Tom Holland says. I know you can't really trust. Kim, Tom No Holland. offense, Tom Holland. We love you, but I mean, dude. Oh, oh, we'll talk. We'll 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 convert. This will foster conversation. I am sure.
0: I, it's a wonderful sentiment. It would make oh, okay. sense. Okay, so Tom Holland says here. Here's the quote that we. Oh, hear. here we go. I can confirm that as of today, I literally had a conversation with Kevin Feige only 20 minutes ago. Maybe I just did a big old spoiler, uh, but it's out there now. It's cool. I like the idea that Peter Parker has been in the universe since the beginning. So, Tom Holland is says that Kevin Feige said, but Kevin Feige himself, I can't find a quote that he says it. Okay. Well, that makes sense now. But uh, so that was an interview that he did with Huffington Post. So if you look at the Huff Po, you can read that for yourself and then make your own decision. And again, still yeah. great
1: that it's the it's the the toy helmet. All of it, mm-hmm. it makes sense. Yeah.
0: I love the whole the whole scene. Everything.
1: It's great. I don't know what's going to happen. I put it 50-50 The kid dies.
0: <laughs> you mean even after? Yeah, I don't know what happens. by the wait till the next minute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. We, we don't. You know, I say Iron Man arrives, but that doesn't necessarily mean it. like we. we well, don't I mean, know. He can't because if he's, if he's Peter Parker. You know what happens? But I don't know. That's but, right. But, the know, the Parker you. Lock might strike again.
1: Now, okay, so we've talked about if you want this helmet, if you want this particular helmet, you can go on Amazon. You can pay a ridiculous amount of money. You might be yep. able to find it other places. But okay, let's say you have that money and you say, oh, mm-hmm. "I do want to buy something, but I I don't want to buy that helmet." Is there anything that uh, people can spend their money on to buy?
0: Well, something that's that's the Iron Man related, but not specifically from Iron Man. And you're not paying those outrageous collector gouged down prices. Yeah. You know, I think I, I think I have something that could oh, uh, go ahead. fit that exact thing. Well, it just so happens that The Next Reel has our very own merch store. And on that merch <sighs> store, we have Marvel Movie Minute merchandise. That's right, you can get your own mug, or shirt, or hat, or mask, or sticker. I don't even know what other things are out there at the time. Um, but all stuff with our logo on it, or any of your other favorites of the Next Real family of podcasts. Uh, and a little bit of that money comes back to us to help keep this uh, podcast a-flowing. Uh, so you go to nextreal.com slash merch. Uh, it'll take you to our store. You can uh, purchase to your heart's content, and we thank you for it.
1: Yes, we do. Thank you.
0: So we'll be back here for Minute 101 as we see the death of a child, maybe. But no, come on. It's marble. There's no way they're going to do that. Come on, people. Oh,
1: my God.
0: <laughs> or will they? So you got to keep building the suspense. You'll have to tune in to find out. Enough said. Bye.